Hello, Sports and Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another festive episode of Sports and Spaghetti. We're coming at you live from uh, the club we like to call the Playroom. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's a good that's a yeah. good name for a club. The Playroom. That's a good name. Hit it again, boys. And you might be wondering why we're in such a celebratory mood, Anthony. I don't know, Chris. Tell them tell them why we're in a celebratory mood. It is our twenty fifth episode. Thank you. Now stop. Stop, stop clapping. Thank you. The, oh, 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 hey, hey, now, this is a different, oh, um, yes, it's our 25th episode of Sports and Spaghetti. <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, yeah, so technically it's been 26 weeks since we started. Uh, we did take the July 4th weekend off. Um, we were on vacation and camp and everything like that. And so it's been a half year. So congratulations to us. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Um, not only has it been a half year since we started Sports and Spaghetti, but it's been a half year since I've shaved last. My beard's come along. This beard <laughs> is this beard is actually <laughs> almost just as old as this pod. It's actually a little older than this podcast. But other than that, it's been a great twenty five weeks. Um, I'm glad you guys have listened to us and put up with our. Silliness, we'll say, for a full 25. It's a half a year. Um, I mean, Chris has done hundreds of radio show episodes, but this is this is special. This is different. So we want to thank you. We want to thank you over here from, from Sports and Spaghetti, from the heart. Yeah. I, I, I This has to do with not sports or spaghetti. I'm sorry to do this. My, um, my boss, Will, at the camp um, at 530 today. See, this could have been a very different evening. He he emailed all the leaders and he said, "I have two free tickets to see Billy Joel at MSG tonight." And it's eight forty nine as of the recording of this. So Billy Joel, the piano man's already on the stage. Imagine that. That uh, that would have had to be an unbelievably quick turnaround. Absolutely, absolutely. That would be jump on the train. You're at the station. I have to say one thing about Billy Joel, specifically about Piano Man. For a song named Piano Man, the harmonica man does not shut up the whole time. No, he doesn't. And I, I think I catch your drift on 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 the song. It it kind of bugs me a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Joel Joel is not <laughs> my favorite. No. No, a, I didn't. A, I didn't grow up with Billy Joel. Not <laughs> a William guy. No. Got something no. against Long Island. No, I got not. Hey, <laughs> oh, pipe, pump the brakes on the Long Island. We'll get to them. We'll get to them today. Don't <laughs> worry. We're going to talk about Long Island. <laughs> All right. I guess we should get this show on the road. You've already listened to us for about three minutes and 19, 20, 21 oh, seconds. Oh, <laughs> man. So let's get it started. Chris, um, we were back in the kitchen today. Yes, and we a, really did it. It was a team effort for the first time in a little while. It was fun. It was Yes, it was back to the roots of sports and spaghetti, if you back would. Back to the roots. Thank you. Um. <laughs> That's a Joey Montana there. Chris, um, let the audience know what we made today. We made a lot of food, actually. Um, I guess I guess the dish that we're talking about today uh, is is a chicken dish, and it was a Chris chicken dish. Anthony regularly seared two filet mignon steaks absolutely perfectly perfect just outstanding craftsmanship on the steaks but that's not what we're featuring tonight because we did the, the reverse <laughs> so-called sear last week this week we did i guess the best way to call it would be and and i uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna say her name because she said i could it's basically mrs demeglio's chicken <laughs> One of my uh, colleagues at uh, my the school I worked at last year, 
um, gave me this recipe, um, and I've made it like five times uh, in since May, mm. which is a lot to cook the same recipe. Uh, that's not like pasta with jar sauce. You know what I mean? No, but it was a hitter. Chicken was it was delicious. Thank you. Tell tell us what was in it. It was easy. It was olive oil, salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic powder. The thing that set it apart was the lemon zest. Okay, <laughs> I made eye contact. Yes, sir. The uh the lemon zest uh was fantastic because. What it does is it is it brightens up like lemon juice. Because if you put lemon juice, which which there is in this recipe too, um, if you just use lemon juice, it's going to give it a lemony taste. But when you put zest in it, it uh, it brightens everything. I mean, it's it's uh, the superior lemon flavoring. I would say would yeah. be like lemon peel, lemon zest. Which we'd have to make an episode. I want to do this. We can do our own spice episode just to get off off track. We can make like the powdered lemon zest of, of the peel and use that yeah. as like lemon pepper and stuff like that and do oh, it garlic. Yeah, but that's your superior that's your superior uh lemon flavor, you know. Uh, definitely. I yeah. think the zest is the best part. The zest is the best, Chris. Yeah. You zest need zest dead. in life at all times. So anyway, th- that's really it. And the the kicker here not the kicker. The kicker, the kicker that was my opening joke. In that whole friends group. Not the kicker. Um, anyhow, uh, the the best part for me, yeah, the chicken's good. Okay. It's fine. It comes out nice in the oven. It's an oven uh, dinner. My favorite part about it is that it's the same thing for the potatoes. And the way I do the potatoes, nice, is you, I, I kind of quarter them. I more like eighth the potatoes. Um and 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 make little wedges like steak fries almost kind of um and they go in the oven with the same exact stuff he's going to sneeze <laughs> there it is it happens morning <laughs> so i did green beans as well in the same thing so it all it all has the same flavor but the the individual flavor of the chicken of the potatoes and of the green beans give that lemon concoction i guess it's it, they let it really thrive. Yeah, I mean, I'm big on lemon. We we've we've spoken on it before. I'm a big lemon guy. I'm not a lemon dessert guy, no, which right. we've we've got on. But lemon is versatile. Um, I think one of the better fruits. Um, personally, one of the better. Fr- it wasn't on our episode. It wasn't on our list. But I think it's one of the better fruits. Some people don't consider it a fruit. Well, it is. It's a citrus. Am I too close to the mic right now? No. A little bit? Okay. No. Okay, just wanted to make sure. No, Benny's snoring in the background. That's though. what that was. I couldn't <laughs> tell. <laughs> Benny has been our guest in here for the past, like, five shows. Benny's been, uh, yeah, every Playroom episode, Benny's in here. Yeah. Remember the one where he was in the sh- in the closet and I freaked out? Yeah. Because I didn't hear him behind me? Wait, he's in the Hall of Fame, this guy over Benny here. Benny is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> still, He's still kicking. He's, oh, he's, he's doing great thrives. He is. Three. He had a he had a floor pretzel today, which was nice. Getting back to the old habits, <laughs> you know, old habits die hard. Back to the roots. <laughs> there you go. You used that twice already. Oh. That was a good one. That was a good one. But I mean, today, it's not really about cooking. It was good. It was a nice week. It's a nice weekday dish. Um, I do wanna I do wanna mention it's a weekday dish because. Our very esteemed, my very esteemed colleague here, Mr. Chris Walker. Let's congratulate him on not only a 25th episode of Sports and Spaghetti, but um, he started his second year as a full-time teacher today. Yeah, Yeah, today. Yes, today. I'm running on the fumes of that. Yeah. I have to say, it wasn't a bad day at all. uh, I'm in kindergarten this year, which is quite a jump from fifth, uh, fifth grade, but the kids were only here for three hours. They got there at nine thirty with their parents. There were the tears. There were the hugs. Like, can I come in and take their picture? No, no. Stay in the hall. You need to stay in the hall, please. I cannot. No, ma'am. I cannot have you take pictures of your child. You are in this school. There are other children trying to learn. But other than that, no. It went. It went really smooth. Um. <laughs> I, uh, I had a kid. 
I can say this. It's not a threat. <laughs> I had a kid shart today. <laughs> a kid sharted. Um, I'm not, I, I can't name names. It's school, and nope. especially not the little little. Of course not. Um, Felipe doesn't count anymore. He's off to middle school. Shout out to Felipe, yes. who's definitely going to be listening to this. Um, starting middle school today, and my my whole class from last year. Uh, I do wish them the very best. I know multiple of my students are listening uh, to this, so shout out to all of you. Yes, you, may you guys have a great year, and you, yes. do, and you don't shart. Yeah, no, 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 no. sharts. <laughs> so, um, no, but, Chris, hold on. Let me pick your brain. Did yeah. you did you know it was a shart? Did you hear it? Yeah. And you, I, so, <laughs> <laughs> was so, it one of those? Ooh, that's gonna itch when it dries. Well, here's the thing. So I heard it, and then after hearing comes smelling. Right, so, so I I had smelled it, and then the child, uh, the ch- <laughs> the child came up to me and said, "Mr. Walker, I, I need to use the bathroom." I said, "Go ahead." I think you already did, pal. <laughs> I, think, I thought maybe it was just a bad fart, right? Well, technically, I, I mean, it was. It was in a, in a way, uh, halfway at least. And so, and so he comes out of the bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom, and he's see. This is where kindergarten you have to have a lot of a lot of empathy, and you have to just roll with the punches because he walked out of the bathroom with his underwear in his hand. I'm hearing this for the first time, so this is my oh, I know you reaction. are. I know um. you are. <laughs> he walked out of the bathroom with his underwear in his hand, wrapped in toilet paper. Which was very astute of this child, I have to say. <laughs> he could have like thrown it in the bat, like just thrown it in the garbage I know, and pretended. But you know what? So he said, "He said, Mr. Walker, I... <laughs> <laughs> on day one, <laughs> Mr. Walker, I had an accident. He didn't do that. I pulled my pants. <laughs> he said I had an accident. The jeopardy made me pull no. my pants. <laughs> it's the same classroom, dude. <laughs> it's the same room." <laughs> It gives me PTSD every time I'm in there. The je- yeah. So anyway. Mr. Walker, the Jepricon made me shart. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, I, I, I called the nurse. He went down to the nurse. He, he actually handled it very well. Um, uh, and I let the parent know. I, you have to let the parent know. So and the, kid, the parent was like, yeah, it happened. You know? It's like, okay, potty train your kid. But, you know, any, I digress. Um, you know, I'm not naming names. I could say that. Um, but yeah, other than, you know, it was a good day. It was a good school day. It, it's so entertaining with the little kids. There's never a dull moment. There's never a dull moment. And so, uh, whether it's trying to get them to quiet down, whether it's this, that, or the other thing, it's always fun. It's always funny. I should say it's always something you can laugh about after. I feel like this is this podcast is gonna have a lot of funny stories in the next school year. That's fine. It's gonna be a good. It's, I, I'm, oh, there's gonna be lots. I, you need to use it as an outlet. Yeah. This needs to be an outlet, especially because they're younger and they're not gonna listen to it. Right. So you can kind of, and, you know, you can kind of get away with a little bit more. And than and you nothing I'm doing is unkind. I'm just no, telling no. a story. Of course. Uh, you know, I mean, the kid, the kid handled it great. He's a sweet kid, a good dude, and uh, and you know. And we move on. It's day one. It happens. He, somebody had to be the one that sharted on day one. <laughs> At least it wasn't you. At least it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, thank you for asking. Um, uh, what was I? Oh, I was gonna tell the story. Yeah, I was like, I had something to say about school. I forgot that was it. So day one, <clears throat> we have uh, we have a new classroom, we have a new experience, and we have a shart that we had to deal with. That's right. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that because this is going to be a great school year. And I'm very proud of you, Chris. Well, thank you. Of course. It's a big leap. It was it a big is. leap. I've had a lot of people tell me how proud they are of me. And I got to tell you, I don't, I don't know if I hear it a lot because I'm always proud of other people. And it makes me so happy. One of the teachers, actually, um, uh, Mrs. Cephaloni, she will be listening, so I could say her name. Um, she came in. She was my mentor uh, when I was student teaching. At, at the same school and she came into my room uh yesterday and she said i just want to let you know how proud i am of how how nice your room looks and how you've organized it so nicely and it's all in order because she knows how disorganized i am and, and anybody that knows me knows how messy i am and it, i mean it's just how, how i am 
And I really put in a lot of work with this room. And to hear that from not only you, but from one of my, my colleagues who was my, my mentor is really, really special to hear. So I thank you. You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome. <coughs> I mean, yeah, man, it was a good week. It's been a good week so far. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling it's going to be a good year. Yeah. This is going to be a good year oh for yeah. everybody. Ten months. It's going to be a good year for sports and spaghetti. It's going to oh be a good oh year for, for Mr. Chris Walker. Okay, yeah. school just started, which means it's all right around the corner. All the sports is right around the corner, Ant. I love it. Oh, God, I love it. Football is here. I love the first week of school because it's like, wow, it's all starting to come back. Playoff baseball is close. Uh, not for us. Playoff baseball is close. Right. Football is close. College football is close. Hockey's close. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. But I guess we'll You want to transition into our favorite. <laughs> we... Uh, I, from the sounds of it, I don't, I don't need to say goodnight anytime soon. She's sprinting right now outside the room. When they, well, No, we can continue. We can go into our, our favorite. Here. All right. Let's transition into our favorite segment. Um, Mr. Walker is going to give his report card. This is the good. This is the bad. This is in no particular order. So I want to get I want to get in your in, in everybody's brain here. Or, no, I want everybody to get in our brain. So I got a text yesterday from Ant, and he was like, do you want to change the name of in no particular order to uh, Mr. Walker's report card, right? That's why I double-dipped. Yeah. Right, so you you did double-dip. What? Oh, hi. And and I was like, you know, I like the I – hi. I love that name. We got to see how it uh, – we, but we got to keep it in no particular order for now. Of course, of course. It could be in the double-dip, like you said. But anyway, let's start off with the bad today, okay? The bad, <laughs> this, is, this is really selfish of me to do, um, but the bad is New York Rangers fans. Um, I'm tired of hearing the Rangers fans making excuses for last season, okay? I'm really sick of this. You're going right at it. You're going right in. Yeah. I. Well, it's it's the end of August. School started, so I'm thinking, you know, I'm really fed up with this because, oh, I come back to school. I hear the Ranger fans. They say, hey, the Islanders got out of the playoffs in the first round. I said, well, what did the Rangers do? Yeah, no, okay. They went out in the first <laughs> round, too. No, okay. Nice boots. She's got boots. That's why I yes. started laughing. Why does, she, why does she have boots on? <laughs> I got. Oh my oh, okay. god! Anyway, so I've got teachers that I haven't seen in a year and a half plus, and they're going, "Oh, how about those Islanders? How about those Islanders?" And I'm like, "What about those Islanders? It's the same as every year. You know what you're gonna get. What are you talking crap about the Islanders for? Well, the Rangers are a better team." I said, "You had the best team." in the NHL last season and you lost in the first round. They had the they had five of the best players in the league, including their goalie, who is not better than Ilya Sorokin. I don't want to hear another Rangers fan tell me that Shesterkin's better than Sorokin. It's not true. You are wrong. Well Shesterkin won the present on Sorokin came in second. Well how about let's if you really want to look at the numbers, Sorokin's numbers were ten times better than Shesterkin, and Shesterkin came back and had a terrible season last year, uh, by comparison. I just want to cut you off. Siri's taking all this again for you. <laughs> it's only when it's me here. It's, I swear it is. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, this has got to stop. I'm tired as an Islanders fan of Ranger fans and their nonsense. So are all of us. Stop it. Stop telling me how good the Rangers are. They're not that good. They're not that good. So, the eh, we're going to keep it right on with hockey here. Because I heard something absolutely abominable today. I heard one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. I'm just, I'm just rampaging. Sorry. There was a person, and I'm not, I don't know who the person is, but, but Anthony does. I... I'm telling you right now, this has got to be the worst decision I I could ever have made. Somebody paid Anthony $200, not paid, but g gave him $200 to 
Saints to place a bet on the Buffalo Sabres to win the Stanley Cup at plus 4,000. I said, because I was on the phone at Stu Leonard's with, uh, with Sabrina at the time. I was on the phone with Anthony when he told me this. I said, Anthony, the Buffalo Sabres are the most overrated team in the NHL. And then Anthony said, what did the, the gentleman say to you? About he said the uh, he had a feeling that this was their year for the first time in a while. We brought in two defensemen. Yeah. We score a lot of goals. We have Devon Levi in the crease. He's a great goalie. Uh, you know, he's a top. He's going to be a top goalie this year. Uh, so he's riding the wave. He said he had a good feeling. And um, let's see how it rolls out. I'm hoping just because I would get some scratch off of this, some residuals. But I don't know, man. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it. I think it's. I think it could happen. You know. So so let's just let's just get into Buffalo for a minute. As part of my eh, um, Pagula Sports and Entertainment just dissolved. So, and they're the owner of the Bills and part owner of the Sabres. Um, so, they're now separate. Their operations are separate. So, never a good thing when the ownership dissolves uh, of a team. Just saying. That's not starting on the right foot. Okay, and I know that doesn't have to do with the roster of the team, but that's just bad vibes in a city. I mean, the city is Buffalo. They've been through a lot. So I I think I think they could use this as a rallying cry around their future Stanley Cup champion, Buffalo Sabres. Absolutely not. That's that's (laughs) such an eh. it's very. eh. That's such a terrible decision. Why would you throw 200 away on the Sabres? He said he has a feeling. I would rather take the Islanders for 200, and I would never. The Islanders, I believe, are plus like 45. Like, they have worse odds than the Sabres do this year. They're always given bad odds, and they always defy them just slightly. Just enough. Just, just enough. enough to keep you coming back. Just enough to hit the cash out button and not lose all your money. <laughs> exactly. You break even every year. It's so true. It's so true. So they're the end. I have to say, though, for the good this week, see, it's in no particular order. I never go in the same order. The good this week is the Leicester City Foxes. You keep hearing about them. Why does he keep talking about this middling football team? Why does he keep talking about this team in the championship? And they are 4-0 and in championship play. The o- Go ahead. Thank you. And in the EFL, uh, the England League Cup today, which is not part of, um, it's not part of championship league play, they beat Tranmere uh, 2-0, 2-0 today. Uh, Jamie Vardy with his first of the se- first of the season. He's the one on my jersey. So in all competitions this season, they are five and zero. Oh. Listen, they're in first place right now. They're coming back up. If if you know if if it ended today, um, credit uh, will be given what credit is due. You're going to hear about Lester later on today again as well. Um, I I'm so happy to be a fan right now because I said it last week. It's nice to win. Doesn't matter where. Nice to win. So, Chris, remind me how the the relegation and, and all that stuff works, because there's a I mean, there's a lot of people that listen that don't listen to soccer. Um, so just just remind me how relegation and everything like that works. I love that. So the way it works is let's start with the English Premier League, the EPL. That's the top flight of of England's soccer. And so there's 20 teams. The top Six teams go into other league play if they finish top six. There's no other higher league, but they play like uh, sometimes international teams in a in league, the Champions League, the Europa League, whatever. So the bottom three teams, and this is where Leicester finished at the end of last season, get relegated. So they move down a league to the English Championship, which is league to the uh, second tier. Now. The top three teams from the championship move up to the Premier League at the end of every season. So there's turnover. There's three teams that go down every season and three teams that come up every season. Sometimes the teams that go down shouldn't have gone down, 
and they come right back up. If Leicester's season ended today, they would be in that position. Anything other than that would be a disappointment, obviously. Uh, if you finish in the top two in the championship, you're automatically up. Three through six do a playoff. They do three versus six, four versus five. Now, there's 24 teams in the championship. The bottom three from the championship go down to League One, which is the third tier. And the top three from League One move up to the championship. And it goes down like this. Now, the, the amount of levels that you have to shush, the amount of levels that you have to go through to get all the way to the bottom are like 18 different leagues. Because then it then it breaks off from like the National League, which is semi-pro, to the amateur teams. And they're, the more you win in the amateur ball, you can be, you, your team can become pro. Like Wrexham. Uh, that's a great example of a team like that. Um, other than that, uh, there's so many hundreds of teams. Thousands of soccer teams, really, in England. Every town in England has a team. Um, and then you go, as you break off, and you can go to, like, Devonshire, and you can go to, uh, like, Northern Ireland. Like, those leagues are, like, the bottom of the bottom. And then you move up to Wales, and then you move up to the Lower English League. It's insane. But so it goes really, really deep. So it's almost like it's almost like uh, club teams in college to D3 to or to D3 club, D2 club, D1 club, then NCAA Division three, NCAA Division two, NCAA Division one and and so on like that. So that's kind of like the way it works in soccer. So even if you're a really crappy amateur team, you could if you were good enough and got funding to get players, I mean, you could technically become semi-pro. That's super cool. That's really, really cool. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that had me thinking, like, what, just because college football started off, like, what what would be, like, a relegation type thing if you match up, like, the, the Power Five conferences with, like, the lower conferences? So, like, it, it, you would have, like, the American, and you can, like, pair those with the ACC, um... The Big 12 can be paired with, like, the Mac and, like, you know, just really cool stuff like that. Um, so it had me thinking, and I was like, let's, you know, let's just see what would happen if we go off last year's yes. numbers and stuff like that. So let's just say ACC and the American uh, Athletic Conference were, were paired. Um, and the bottom, you said bottom three teams would all be relegated. Correct. Okay, so in this scenario, the Boston College Eagles um, – the, the BC Eagles, the Virginia Cavaliers, and the Virginia Tech Hokies would all be banished to the AA, the American. And then Tulane, UCF, and Cincinnati would all be brought up to the Big 12 or to the, to the Atlantic, the ACC. See, look at how cool that would be because it wouldn't be the same opponents every year after year after year. You would have this mix up of division opponents. If we're talking about American sports and college sports as we are, it, it sets up so many different potentials for rivalry. Uh, if if all the, you know, if two teams are good for years like they are, the Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur, Newcastle United, right now, all these teams that are at the top flight for a long time, Leicester for a while, um. They they have these intense rivalries, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool as well, um, and they never go down. There's never a threat of them going down. But then you have these other teams that come up, and you can try to create that. Well, it's like my whole thing is like let's say if you're going just by like geographically, like the SEC and the Sun Belt are probably the closest to each other. So everybody knows that like Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, that's all that's all SEC obviously. So like in this case, you would have uh Vanderbilt, Texas A&M and Auburn going down to the Sun Belt and then uh James Madison, Troy and South Alabama would be joining the SEC. Wow. I think that's cool because you'd be able to open up recruiting and you'd be able to you know, you'd be able to recruit players you wouldn't usually recruit. Because, Absolutely. I mean, let's be fair. I think that 
the SEC bias is just killing college football. Yes. Killing college football. I mean, we, we went over the rankings yes, you know, last episode, and it's just like, to me, it's like there's so many teams that are over overrated just because they play in the SEC. But it's like at the same time, obviously your premier talent and everything is going to be in the SEC. But, you know, it shouldn't be – it shouldn't be the be all end all. Like I mean, we saw we saw TCU. There was only one SEC team in the in the college football playoff last year. Granted, they ran the table and they they absolutely killed it. But it's like it, I don't know SEC bias. I'm not a fan of it. Right, I'm not either. I, it's the same reason that you're not a fan of it that I'm not. And and is when I was working at ESPN, um, my my supervisor was a big fan of the SEC. Like not one team just the SEC on Slack, which is the the communication channel that we had there. Um his his little logo was the SEC logo. So like he didn't even pick a single team. It no. was just I like the whole conference. I like the SEC. So it's like that's like picking the front runner of all front runners. That's right. That's so fun. anytime an SEC team would play a non-SEC team, it was just like SEC in every sport. That's odd. That's really, really weird because you have your internal rivalries there and everything like that. So you have your Auburn-Alabama. So, like, who would he who would he cheer for if Auburn played Alabama? A good game. <laughs> That's – wow. Wow. That's odd to me. I know. That's very odd it's to me. It's very strange. I've never heard of anything like it. I mean, now, I don't have an NFL team. Like, I don't have a, a team that I like particularly. Like, if I had to say a team, it would probably be the Jets just because they're the Islanders equivalent of uh, the NFL. Uh, and Melissa was a Mark Sanchez fan. I uh, remember I that. Put her I remember that. Yeah, so you did. Bad. She had a door. <laughs> Okay. Oh, she's gonna be so upset she if she ever come listens in. to this. She had a door, and the whole door was covered in Mark Sanchez. It was it was like newspaper articles of him, and pictures of him. Uh, I think she liked his butt or something like that. And and oh, here she comes. <laughs> she needs to defend into the Listen, mic. The first two years he was good. I mean, at least she didn't do anything crazy like kiss the pictures or anything. (laughs) 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 That's right. That's right, hey. At least she didn't do anything like that. No. (laughs) Lest she get a splinter from the wood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Right, so you know the things people do. That's all right. We could blow up my mouse's spot. She's not here oh. to defend herself. <laughs> Go ahead. Can you believe Chris that she left? She she claims she didn't leave the Panthers fandom, but she's been all 49ers because of McCaffrey and Bosa. They're so pretty. Oh God. Yep. She left. Oh, she she claims she's still a Panthers fan, but she left me. She left me. Keep pounding. I tried to, um. But. But you <laughs> lost her. Yeah, she's. Are you kidding me? How do you change fandoms? I I think she just really liked McCaffrey because she didn't really follow football when when he was getting drafted. Well, I remember we were watching the combine at WestCon. I have a picture of that day. I think it was sent to you guys, which is pretty funny. But I have a picture of the day we were watching the combine, and McCaffrey came on the screen, and she literally goes, oh, my God, who is that? And I was like, that is Christian McCaffrey. We want him on the Panthers. We need somebody to run the ball. And from then on, she's always been – she claimed to be a Panthers fan, but after his, his trade, you know, she owns a 49ers hoodie now. She's, she she changes her background on her phone to, to Bosa and McCaffrey. Oh, I've lost her. I've lost her. And it's I'm okay, over. And I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with it. Okay. So we yeah. had to – I had to blow up your spot, so both mice had to be blown up today. All right. Well, let me go now. <clears throat> sure. Um, I'll blow up my own. I cried tears when Rick DiPietro got a concussion during a game. <laughs> I'll blow up. I'll blow up my spot. <laughs> it wait. It was against the Canadians, and I was playing uh, floor hockey with my brother, and um, and the game was on, 
and 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 I walked into the living room and and I forget who it was. I think it was Radic Bonk, which is really funny and such a great name too. Um, it might not have been Bonk, but it, uh, anyway, it was somebody on the Canadians. And Ricky went out. He went flying out to try to make a poke check, and he got destroyed. He got absolutely obliterated at the blue. <laughs> And and I started crying, and my dad my dad was like, "You're crying over hockey," and and I was like, "No, I'm fine. I'm not crying." Uh, so that um, uh, and so that was kind of what solidified my craziness with yeah. the Wild. How old were you when that happened, Chris? Oh, 11, 12. Oh yeah, I'm gonna blow up my spot. Way worse. Um, I as a grown man. Um, are are we really? Grown men. I mean, technically, yeah. but um, I, as a grown man, um, in the year 2019, Chris, how old was I in 2019? <laughs> what, were you 19? Uh, no, I was, I was 21. 21. Uh, My I, brother was 19. I cried real man tears when Luke Keekley retired. Really? He got choked up in his exit interview, or like his announcement, and he got choked up, and when he got choked up, I just lost it. Dude, I had friends that I hadn't spoken to since high school text me like I had just lost a relative. Oh, they were God. like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. Wow. This is bad. This is this is a bad day. This is a sad day. <laughs> I was, God. it was, I was, I couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Un- <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man we just have to nicely we have to find a nice place to 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 insert those those little sound That's effects right. but getting back after blowing up everybody's spot here getting back to getting back to college let me blow up my dad's spot my dad used to make uh real life this is true haha brian blowing your spot up my dad used to make birthday cakes for michael jordan what a loser wait a minute what a wait a minute <laughs> wait a whoa you breezed right past that what my father as a teenager <laughs> used to make birthday cakes for michael jordan on his birthday and who ate the cake he would eat the cake <laughs> he would just make a cake, a little cake, and be like, happy birthday, Mike. You know what? He should be up. <laughs> Let me see if I can get a live recording. A what? Let me see if I can get him on the pod here. Oh, no. Well, why not? Yeah, let me let me try. Chris, you can vamp a little while well, I try to call th- him. First of all, why would you make... Hmm. Have I ever made anything... For for somebody that wasn't that wasn't associated with me in real life, I highly doubt that. I I can't even imagine somebody would do that. Oh, here we go. Hey, I'm I'm doing the podcast with Chris. Here we go. The microphone. I want you to tell. Uh, I want you to tell the story. <laughs> we're, we're we're blowing up. We're blowing up everybody's spots here. We're taking shots at everybody. So I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on speaker. Can you hear me? All right. So, what did you used to do when you were a when you were a teenager? What on on Michael Jordan's birthday? What did you used to do? I used to make him a cake. <laughs> and who would eat said cake, Dad? I would. <laughs> so you would. Let me just reiterate. You would you would make Michael Jordan a cake and you would eat it yourself. That's right. I had the cake and ate it too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> That's all. We were just blowing up everybody's spot. I love you. Oh, man. I'll talk to you later. What a good, wow. What a good sport. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Melissa had to come in for a listen of that. Wow, we did our first, we took our first live call. Long time listener, first time caller. It was a phone of friends. <laughs> oh, Whose birthday did you make a cake for? Was it A, Walter Payton? <laughs> <laughs> B, Brian Urlacher. C, Ryan Sandberg. D, Michael Jordan. <laughs> but he was so honest about it, he too. Was. He was. <laughs> he said, I had my cake and ate it, too. <laughs> wow, what a joke. Oh, yeah, and now he's a... live on the pod. Yeah, he wants. He still wants to get an episode. He's, he's oh, been, well, he can have one. He's been, getting, uh, he's been getting on me about that. 
one of the techs said no. Oh, but um, right now, so it's uh, it's getting a little close to 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 the the baby's bedtime. Yeah, she's not a baby; she's almost two. So we're gonna take a quick break. Chris is gonna go on dad duty, and yes. then we will be right back to finish out this episode. Hello, everybody. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you overmodulated. Oh, that's a gonna be fun. Bit. Hello, everybody. We are back. The baby is in bed, and my baby is sitting across from me right now, <laughs> Mr. Chris Walker. <laughs> He's my husband at this point. Yeah. Anywho, um, where did we leave off, Chris? Oh, okay. So Chris wanted to do something since today was the first day of school. Chris, introduce what you wanted to do today. I want to do a way too early. Okay, and and I do mean way, a way too early NHL Stanley Cup Finals prediction. The regular season is on starts on Tuesday, October tenth. Okay, Tuesday, October tenth. The Islanders' first game is not until get this Saturday, October fourteenth. So I have to bear a whole week of hockey. Before the Islanders even play a game. Let's be fair, though. You get to watch four days' worth of hockey before immediately thinking the season is over. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything for four days. So anyway, um, I, like Ant said, I wanted to do a way too early NHL um, NHL finals uh, pick. Uh, so... Anthony, I'm gonna need you to go first. All right. Okay. Um, so my my way too early finals. This doesn't mean it has to be a bad choice. I'm just letting you know. Oh no, it doesn't have to be a bad choice. Okay. So my way too early, um, finals. I am gonna say the Edmonton Oilers are going to lose in six games to the Buffalo Sabers. <sighs> And I'm going to make some scratch off of it. So that's my way too early prediction. You're just leaving it like that? I mean, my, my Con Smythe. I'll go Con Smythe. <laughs> Owen Power, Con Smythe. Can I 
ask you a question, Ant? You sure can, Chris. What is wrong with you? I what? like. I, we just, I just got through telling you on the eh that the Sabres are the most overrated team in the NHL. And they're not even, they haven't even made the playoffs anytime soon. A dollar makes me holla. It's not your money. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not your money. You're you're playing with other with other people's money. Well, to be technical, I am placing the bet for him, and he said if I win for my troubles, he'll crack me off some money. For your troubles, what trouble? I'm doing to this. Click a button. I'm hiding this from his wife too. <laughs> That's another one. It's great. That's great. Yeah. Like oh, it was man. like it was like a it was like that's a, how you know it's a degenerate move. That's the the signature right there. That's the proof that it's a stupid decision. He's gotta hide from his wife that he's gonna throw two beans on the Buffalo Sabers, and then you pick them to win the Stanley Cup. Listen, I have to throw the good. I have to throw the good energy. I don't think the Wild are gonna do anything. Uh, spectacular. They're going to break my heart. They're going to make the playoffs and break my heart like they do every year, like all Minnesota sports. I'm on, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the train, but listen, man, give me, give me the Sabres. Give me, give me Rasmus Dalin. Give me Owen Power. Give me Devin Levi. Oh no, Devin Levi. That, you know, I got a problem with that. What about Lukanen? He's a good, he's a good one. He's a good one B. Yeah. Ukapeka Lukanen. Who, what did he shut out the Islanders? I don't know, did he? I think so. <laughs> Him or Levi shut the others out last season. You mean to tell me Patrick Bailey couldn't crack that? Who? Not Patrick Bailey. Uh, Josh Bailey. Uh, one day, one day, Ann. I ruined it. You'll get, you'll get on my level one day. Who is Patrick Bailey? I don't know, but I know Josh Bailey was a laughing stock of the Islanders. Who? Ah. No, he doesn't even deserve. It. All right, no, I love you, Bailey. All right, so okay, that's a, a horrid pick. A horrid pick. You backed it up somewhat. Uh, Patrick Bailey is on the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. It's what? Well, uh, oh, 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 dear. Oh, you're gonna hear that name again today. Oh no. Okay, so Daddy, I mean uh, Chris's <laughs> Grammy's grinder. Uh, wow, Grammy's gr I'm losing my mind. My way too early Stanley Cup prediction um, is not – well, what a joke <laughs> of a pick that was. I hope it comes true. I hope it comes true, Chris. <sighs> well, I don't have the Sabres coming anywhere close to the finals. I have – now get ready for this. The Coyote – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, no. So here's my thing. I'm going to make a splash in the West. I think Seattle makes the finals. They were very close last season. And I think they've got all the pieces in place. I think the Seattle Kraken make the finals. And they lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a fair pick. I like that. I do like that. It's going to break me because... <laughs> The Islanders are going to be there again, and they're going to lose to the Hurricanes again. Not, All not I'm saying is buy more merch to send us to the, one of these games, and we'll report live. I'm telling you right now, it, it, the, <laughs> because the proceeds <laughs> will be going to a, a game. Oh, next. of course. That's what we're uh, that's what we're going for. As I buzz, there's a slight hum. There it goes. It's gone. It's gone. I'm gone. My headphones are gone, but that's okay. Give it's me, fine. Give I'll me your wire, sire. <laughs> you like that? I know you did. I, I don't need them that badly. Any in any event, um, they're not gonna look cool. Okay. But yeah, that's my way too early Stanley Cup prediction. Hurricanes over Kraken. Anthony picked the Buffalo <coughs> Sabers. I did. You know, over the Edmonton Oilers. Now I. The Oilers just can't get it done because they never have the goaltending. You um, know who does have the goaltending? Tell me. The Buffalo Sabres. All right. <laughs> Here we go. No, no, you're not getting away with this. Chris, I'm in this for the money. I don't care about the money. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to go down in flames right now, okay? I'm going to go down in Calgary flames. Do you think they make the playoffs? That was a terrible pun. 
I think they're going to be a bubble team again. You want to talk about You want to talk about the Buffalo Sabres goaltending for I a do. minute? Okay. I do. Let's let's have a discussion about the Buffalo Sabres goaltending. Okay. No goalie on their team, no goalie had 20 wins last season. Okay? No goalie had a save percentage over 908 last season. And no goalie had a goals against average under 2.94 last season. Okay, now do the Vezina winner, Aiden Hill, after he won the Stanley Cup. What were his stats, Chris? I'm not, talk- what were I, his- I'm not talking about his stats. He was he was the third string. I know. And he went on a run. And J- Devon Levi going on. Is it Devon or Devin? Devin. Devin Levi going on a run. Lukanen going on a run. Buffalo always had this. They had the point scoring. They didn't have the defense. They have defense now. They were shoddy at goalie. They have the best young goalie. One of the best young goal. One of the oh, best no. young goalies coming up. In oh that. dear. I don't know about that. I don't think he has a breakout year this year. The guy was pit drafted in the seventh round, two hundred twelfth overall. He was the fourth choice. The fourth choice, he went five and two, and he played seven NHL games. He played seven games. He's going to play seven in the finals and win them. Not all of them, technically, but. He played seven games, and people are saying that this guy's a prodigy after seven games. I think he's very good. Now, if we get 20 games into the season, the guy is, and the guy is seven and one, or what, you know. Whatever it shakes out to be over twenty games, thirteen and five or thirteen and four, and then whoever else plays more games or less games, then we'll talk. And seven games of NHL experience. That's oh bad, bad. That's bad. Nope. That's like people talking about Anthony Volpe after the first five games, saying, Oh, this guy is all that and now he's a two hundred hitter. He's still gonna win the AL and the the AL rookie of the year. He's the second best defensive shortstop in the major leagues, behind only Wander Franco, who's spending a lot of time in the minors. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so Volpe's probably going to win a Gold Glove, and he's probably <laughs> 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 he's probably going to win a Gold Glove, not the bamboo. He's probably going to win a Gold Glove, and he's probably going to win the Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Wander Franco. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That was good. But anyway, I, let, no, I do want to talk about Devin Levi for a minute. First of all, he's not a bad dude. He's got a really cool, uh, a cool warm-up. Tradition, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's more, it's not a tradition. Okay. His we're, Flight we're, of the Valkyrie pray thing? No, we don't have oh, traditions. Okay. We have quirks. Ah, yeah, okay. that's right. We have quirks and superstitions. Could you imagine, like, you know how drummers have real quirks? Could you imagine if there was a drummer who also played goalie? That guy Shut must up. be a, that guy must be a nightmare. I am. There he is. He's <laughs> a big nightmare. Um, no. So the Sabers, listen, 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 listen to me. He, your buddy or whoever it was that gave paid you off here, is not. He's not on a terrible track. I get why he's making a dark horse pick for the Sabres. Like, it's nobody's favoring them to win. Nobody, they're not on anybody's radar to win the Stanley Cup. I know I've gone on record on this pod and I've said, I think the Buffalo Sabres are a team that can do damage this season. I know I said they're one or two pieces away last season from being a major threat. I still don't think they're a major threat. I think they're going to push for the playoffs. They're going to be a problem for the Islanders this year because the Islanders are the king of the bubble lately, um, just over my whole fandom. Um, and so people that upset our little bubble of eighth place and ninth place and seventh place are not welcome. So either they need to be really good or they need to suck like they've been uh for the last long time. I don't know. I'm just looking at their lines right now, and it's they, they look good, man. They look good. It's Skinner. To win a cup. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you look at it, you wouldn't, if we looked at Vegas' lines, we wouldn't think they were good enough to win a cup, but they got carried by defense. And now, Buffalo has defense. So, I mean, Samuelson and Deline, it's a solid pairing. 
They have Power and Connor Clifton. It's a solid pairing. And then they have, I'm not even uh, going to try to pronounce that. Uh, J-O-K-I-H-A-R-J-U. Yoki Haru. Yep, that one. How are you? Um, Yoki Haru. Nope. Yeah, Yoki Haru. Yoki Haru. Yep. Him and Eric Johnson. I think those are three solid defensive pairs. And then you have, I mean, you have the line of Skinner, Tage, Thompson, Alex, Tuke. Tuch? Tuck. Tuck. I'm going by how my my buddy pronounces them. And, I mean, he, he pronounces Kirill's last name as Kiprasov. So I'm Kiprasov. Kind of, yeah, that's a like new Mika one. Like Mika Kiprasov yes. of the Flames, the yes. former goalie. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I kind of just go, I kind of just go with, with with what he says. All um, right. But I mean, I I don't think they're gonna be that bad. I really don't. I never said they're gonna be bad. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. But that's a pathetic excuse of a of a statement you make. Terrible. That's horrible. Anyway, I'm done. Nonetheless, I'm done with my rant. Okay. All right, fair. Now let's move on to uh, let's move on to Grammys grinders. And before I forget, Chris, I know you made cookies, and I'm gonna steal one before I leave. Those are my chocolate chip cookies. I know. I noticed because they're larger. They're huge. Yes. yes. Uh, I will steal one before I leave. Please. Um, but let's move on to Grammys grinders. This is, I think it's our favorite segment. I think it's over in no particular order. This yes. is my favorite segment. So I will start it off this week. My Grammys grinder of the week. Um, remember when I said who is Patrick Bailey? Uh-huh. Patrick Bailey is my Grammys grinder of the week. For those of you who do not know, Patrick Bailey is the catcher for the San Francisco Giants. Now, if you're thinking catcher Giants, yeah, Buster Posey retired, but what happened to Joey Bart? Joey Bart got his backside beat out by, oh, wow. Joey Bart, <laughs> <laughs> Joey Bart lost his starting role to Patrick Bailey. Now, Patrick Bailey... Switch hitter, he throws righty. He was drafted the 2020 draft, first round, 13th pick out of NC State. Now his numbers, they're not going to jump off the screen at you. The season he's batting 257, six home runs, 43 RBIs, 707 on base percentage. But the guy is clutch. I mean, the the Giants had just played the um, Atlanta Braves over the weekend, and he came up with. A few clutch hits. He had like two clutch doubles. The guy, I mean, he's almost impossible to to steal bases on. So, my Grammys grinder of the week, Mr. Patrick Bailey, for you know for being not the the top prospect at your position, but coming out on top. Patrick Bailey, Grammys grinder of the week. Good pick. Mine. I told you we we're gonna hear about Lester again. Casey McAteer played his first game for Leicester City. He just came up. The guy is a 2001 birthday. Makes me sick a little bit. Yep. Um, oh, before, I want to cut you off. I had a kid in the store. He goes to Westcon now. Born in 05. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's 18. Born yeah. in 05, Chris Walker. Yeah, that would be 10 years older, 10 years younger than me. Wow. It's disgusting. Holy mackerel. We were just talking, and we were trying to match him up with a with a Yankees World Series patch hat, because we have you know early '90s, late '90s, all that stuff. And we were like, "Oh, what year were you born?" He's like, "Oh, five. My jaw hit the ground." I was like, "No, no, it can't be. This can't be true. I can't be old now. <laughs> I can't. I can't I know, do it." It's insane. But okay, continue. Casey McAteer played his first game. He's an 01 birthday. He's turning 22. He scored both goals for Leicester, including the game winner in the 84th minute um, to vault them to their 2-1 win over Rotherham. And that it looks like Rotherham, uh, but it's Rotherham. Rotherham. You know, a lot of towns in Massachusetts are, are like that, like Dedham. Yeah, do you even know, though it looks like Dedham. Yeah, do you know where Massachusetts, like the region it's called? What? That Massachusetts is in? New England? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Leicester City isn't Leicester City? Right. And, like, Worcester, Mass is not Worcester, Wor- Mass. Worcester. Worcester, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. New England, first, you know, first settlement. I just like wanted to say to the listeners that Massachusetts has a lot of those towns. Ugh. And, Lo- and Long Island has a lot of Native American towns as well. Do you know I why, know, Chris? I wonder why. Yeah. Just, just you know, basic stuff. 
you trying to teach me something? I think I am. I think I'm trying to. Those those kindergartners have gotten you. Uh, <laughs> they've gotten got... you soft. <laughs> They're in my head. <laughs> no, he scored both goals, including the game winner in the 84th minute. Leicester's four and zero. That's just fantastic stuff all around, and that earns him a spot in Grammy's Grinder of the Week. Um, yeah, first game, two goals, and a game winner. Love that. That's big for an 01 birthday. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod, TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. Make sure you like, comment, let us know what you think. As always, I'm Ant. That's Chris. Take care of your loved ones. Hammer. Hammer Buffalo at plus 4,000. And as always, stay full.